episode number 13, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to, because life is too short for bad shit. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. So this is episode 13, and I realized at the end of last episode, Jason, that episode 12 should have been a stump episode. I know. We totally dropped the ball. We totally fucked everything up. So to make up for that, uh, this week is going to be a stump episode, and we're going to be talking about, uh, this is going to be a music stump episode. Specifically, we're going to talk about ballads. Ballads, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. a ballad is a story is a song that tells a story. Is the definition yes. of a ballad? Because <laughs> I guess, well, you, yeah, you threw me off for a minute. Because a ballad, you hear ballad, I'm thinking like Steve Vai's like, or some or like shitty. Every, every rose has a thorn. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking when the metal band slows down for the acoustic song right. is the ballad. The yeah, the uh, must have power ballad. In your '80s hairband record, the one to make all the girls cry and yep. people put lighters up at the, the concert. The last song on side A. Yeah, yeah. So, do you remember what the first the first ever ballad that made like an impression on you? Because I think as a kid, question. there's something about ballads that appeal especially to kids because they can track with the story. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it's gonna have to be. Um, Eleanor Rigby, which I guess, I mean, it's, I, I, I guess, a, I don't know, is that a ballad? Took off the thing yeah. where she's sitting the thing by the door. I, I think it's a, isn't it a, it has, um, it tells uh, kind of vignettes of multiple characters. So yes, it does. Technically it counts as a ballad because it's telling stories, narrative stories about people, but it's just telling um, there are three or four characters. That's right, yeah. I just remember, like, when I was... Like I listened, um, I listened to a lot of the Beatles when I was a kid, like a ton. That was, the, you know, them in the Who. Oh well, you know what? Actually, Tommy. Actually, that's an opera. I don't yeah. know, no, that's an opera. Um, but um, yeah, that some it's something in there, and that stuff is ballady. I don't remember one specifically that is like was a story that I used to like. Sing all the time and think of the story. Except, yeah, Eleanor Rigby. I used because I have a picture. Of my, I know what Eleanor Rigby looks like. I have a picture in my head. Interesting. Yeah. Well, for me, I can definitely point you to it. I I'm not sure that I'm going to know the name of the uh, track off the top of my head, but um, the Charlie Daniels band song about the guy oh. who buries the jars of money in his backyard, and those two guys come and strangle him, and his ghost haunts them while they're they're trying to find the money. What song? It's not the. It's not, the, it's not the Devil think, Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> wow, which I, I also like. Is also a great song and tell, yeah. tells a story. It's like that Charlie Daniels, not only the uh, master of the fiddle, master balladier. Yeah, I guess you were deep in Charlie Daniels' yeah. weekend, huh? Like who, who, deep tracks. <laughs> who not thought? everybody was listening to the Devil Went Down to Georgia, but not you. You were way fucking. That's deeper. right. I, yeah, I went for obscure B sides. <laughs> Uh, this, I mean, the song just totally captivated me because, first of all, it was a ghost story. And what kid doesn't love a ghost story? For sure, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. A murder story, ghost story, after someone's money that they're burying in mason jars down in the swamp, you know? Shit's killer, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what more do you want? Yeah, Christ. Well, now I gotta, I'll, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. I, oh, I almost pulled it out, but I was like, no way has Jason not heard this. Who would have known? Who knows? I mean... Is I mean it's Charlie Daniels, so you've heard. I've seen Charlie Daniels at least twice because he, um, he would play. My college girlfriend was from Webster, Mass, and Charlie Daniels played the like the Webster whatever the fuck every year, like the Webster town, whatever. He was always there, and I know that I saw saw him at least once there, and then in some other thing. Um, I think this is it. I think I might have just found it. The uh, Legend of Wooly Swamp. Roll, <laughs> roll on this thing. Let's see if this is it. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Is that it? I, I think that was something else. Here we go. Incredible talent. Uh, this particular song, I'm, I'm from born over in North Carolina. And, uh, thank you. We've got some Tar Heels here today. 
But uh, we want some Dr. Gas to too much of this. Low coastal area. This, uh, well, skip, skip off to some shit. Oh, this is totally it. Yeah? Yeah. The legend of Willy Swamp. Way back in Booger Woods. People didn't think too much of him. They all thought he acted funny. That old man didn't care about people anyway. All he cared about was his money. And he stepped it all down into mason jars and buried all around. And on certain nights, if the moon was right, he'd dig it up out of the ground. <laughs> and then he'd pour it all out on the floor of his shack, and he'd run his fingers through it. Yeah, Lucius Clay was a greedy old man. That's all that there was to it. Lucius Clay. Anyway, I mean, you don't I can get... I how a kid would love that. You don't get much more... Of a just straight ahead battle than that. I mean, no, he's practically that's... not playing music while he's narrating. He's, he's, like <laughs> exactly. the guitar gets really quiet, and he's just like basically telling you a story by the campfire at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that little diatribe trip down memory, not memory at all, lane man. for me as a six year old or whatever. Not at all. Not at all. Well, let's get into this episode, yeah. man. What um, you got? All right, so I'm going to start with. Um, with a uh, with an Etta James song, mm-hmm. um, of course you know you know Etta James. I'm taking a I'm taking a chance here that you haven't heard this song. Um, we'll see. Um, so this first pick here is um, is a song that was written by um, by Billy Davis and Barry Gordy, um, and so those are two chess guys um right. this is when she was on chess you know and they were uh-huh. two well-known songwriters um huge songwriters gordy's sister gwen gordy um is credited with co-writing the song so um davis was dating gordy and um and she was leaving him and during the process of kind of they were i think they were working on some other stuff together and she married somebody else and it was there was a connection. It was like Etta James's Etta James was in there too. So it was this weird like connection between all these people that was happening. But anyway, this is a song. All I could do is cry. Um, is a, is a song. Uh, it's a story about a woman who is in love with somebody. And well, it's a woman in this case because Etta James is singing. The, you know, it's from right. her perspective. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she leaves him and. Um, and she married somebody else. Now, I, I got to say, like, after playing this Charlie Daniels fucking story, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, I, I, you could make the argument that this is not a ballad, I think. Right. Which. Like, I, how much of a story? Does the entire thing have to be yeah, 100% story? Right. And yeah. I don't know. I mean. I have to say, I, I passed up some songs. I definitely have one that kind of reinterprets. It's, it is called a ballad in the title of the song. But that reinterprets. I mean, it tells a story between two characters, so I guess you can't get much closer to Bell than that. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm uh, all right. Let's just say now, before we get into it, I'm not going to call bullshit on your picks and say, "Well, that's well mine are not- all securely Bell." <laughs> Fuck. All right. I, I'm in. I'm in safe territory. <laughs> well, maybe so I'm I reserve to- the right to call bullshit on yours. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, at any rate, let me um, let me play a little bit of this. Uh, all I can do is cry. Go for it. Oh, 
Man, she has got some pipes, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, definitely, certainly the power ballads, like Every Rose ha- Has a Thorn, is not – it is just a song. It is not a it's ballad. It's a song. Yeah, it's a ballad because yeah. it's – I mean, here at least you you have the semblance of a story. I think often a ballad is you are telling someone else's story. You are the storyteller, and it is the ballad of someone else's story. Right, Here she's right, obviously right. singing it from the first person, so – I, I think for the purposes of the episode, we can stretch ah, well, that's, and give this one to you. That's kind of you. Thanks. I'm very generous. You are. You are. Now, do, you have, you, do you know this? this do you know I this? have never heard it. So. No? Okay, cool. One zero. Cool. Yeah. You know, um, th- there's – when she's singing, I love like her um, – like her arrangements of this stuff because I try and imagine sometimes when I hear people with such strong like interpretations – them, I try to imagine the words on a page, and it's like in rice, and rice was thrown over their heads, and she attacks rice like it's a the fucking. I mean, in that in that phrase, she's like when she just lets go on rice, it's like the, yeah. it's unbelievable. And to and yeah. the, to me, it's an it's an interesting insight into how well, she, isn't the rice um, symbolic of a like a, you're doing something? It's a it's a good luck. Uh, of some, t- yeah, yeah so I don't know exactly. Like basically, cursing their happiness, I guess. Oh yeah, and you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah, she is. Rice, like how rice was thrown over the head. Like how dare these people, right? Like celebrate this. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Out of James, man. Yeah. All right, what do you got, That's man? Awesome. All right, so my first one, I, I think I told you, there's literally pretty much next to no chance that <laughs> you were saying that. You yeah. Heard of this one. So what happened was. Um, my friend Lara, uh, who is an awesome musician in her own right, um, before she's recently like had quite a few songs that have done really well and you know, great sort of viral hits video wise and been playing. Across, you know, she's originally from Australia, so her stuff also gets played in the UK and Australia. Uh, she plays in her a project called El May. It's really great. Everyone should check it out. L E L L E E L E L May M A Y. El May. El May. Um, she was uh, playing with Dean and Britta. I don't know if you if you're a Dean and Britta fan. I, I don't know. No. Oh yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, so we went to see her play at the Cedar Cultural Center, and the guy who opened for them and was touring for them was a guy named Michael Holland that I'd never heard of before. Okay. And he sort of does like a he's from the Carolinas, and he sort of does like a almost like a modern take on bluegrass or sort of bluegrass revival kind of thing. Fun. Um, and he played this song that was based on a jailbreak that happened in North Carolina. Uh, these guys, uh, Bill Payne and Wash Turner, escaped from jail. They ended up uh, killing this local guy. He might have even been like a sheriff's deputy or something like that. Stole 40 bucks from his wallet, and his wife was so distraught that she killed herself, and they had two kids. Um, so he basically just wrote a ballad about this um, local story that happened. And when he told this story about it and then he played the song, I was like, you know, I was like, this is per- the, the perfect thing for me. Oh, it's a, yeah. basically a true crime ballad. It, you know, about, exactly. like these two guys in this small town. So I was like, I've got to have this. So, Timely pick too with a recent prison yeah, break. That's true. And I, uh, I, as far as I know, these guys didn't leave a post-it note. <laughs> um, I uh, emailed him afterwards, and he basically said, oh, well, that's on an album that hasn't released yet. Uh, it has been released now. I, he does have some records on Spotify. This one wasn't on Spotify. Um, the name of the record that this is on is Simple Truths and Pleasures. So it's Bill Payne and Wash Turner by Michael Holland from Simple Truths and Pleasures. So he was kind enough, uh, even though it wasn't out, to email me an MP3. That's cool. So this is sort of like a home-recorded MP3 version of it, so hopefully uh, you can hear this. Dollar bill for that twenty dollar bill he had to kill. 
Down the road he's setting his sights Kissed his mom goodbye as she said goodnight Bill Payne's headed for the sweet bye-bye Bill Payne's mama gonna cry, cry, cry Wash Turner just along for the ride. Carolina Breeze passing by. Never meant to do any harm. Just a wild country boy from the farm. Wash Turner headed for the sweet by and by. Gas chamber gas gonna rise, rise, rise. get the idea but uh chicken picker and uh i obviously i just remembered here and hearing that again the other part of the was obviously these guys were caught and then executed for you know i think maybe even before they had been petty criminals they escaped they murdered this guy and took this money his wife ended up killing herself so it turned into this big deal and then they both got executed i uh, got the death penalty so can i jesus heavy yeah, well, obviously, um, you got me there. Um, you got me there for sure. I have not heard that one. All right, you know what? I just followed up my. Uh, you got to give me a second here while I dial my shit in. I I just followed up my. Um, so you want me me to go again? Well, yeah. If you if you sure. want to, why not? Sure, yeah, yeah. We'll switch back to the home team. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, my. Second one, um, and I first became aware of this. Uh, do you remember when the um, the sign language video with the woman interpreting the the sign language interpreter in front of Wu Tang like made its yes. way around the internet? So, so the other video that this woman was famous for was this song, which is called "The Ballad of Love and Hate" by the Avett Brothers. Do you know this? I don't. I, oh man, I'm this, not sure. I don't, I don't know. This, like, oh, this is an amazing song. So. It's a her and another uh, sign language interpreter, and the crowd. It's funny because in the video you can they at one point pan and the entire crowd is watching these two instead of watching the Abbott brothers. So they're they both. It's a two part ballad. One um, you know telling the story of love, one telling the story of the hate, and each one is acting out one of the parts in the video. So you can find this video online. I, I highly recommend watching it. So Oh yeah, this you can is, check it out for uh, sure. The Ballad of Love and Hate by the Abbott Brothers. Love writes a letter and sends it to hate. My vacation's ending, I'm coming home late The weather was fine and the ocean was great And I can't wait to see you again Hate reads the letter and throws it away No one here cares if you go or you stay I barely even noticed that you were away I'll see you or I won't, whatever Love sings a song as she sails through the sky Water looks bluer through her pretty eyes And everyone knows it whenever she flies And also when she comes down Hate keeps his head up and walks through the 
the street Every stranger and drifter he greets And shakes hands with every loner he meets With a serious look on his face Love arrives safely with suitcase in tow Carrying with her the good things we know A reason to live and a reason to grow To trust, to hold, to care Hate sits alone on the hood of his car Without much regard to the moon or the stars Lazily killing the last of a jar Of the strongest stuff you can drink Love takes a taxi a young man drives As soon as he sees her, hope fills his eyes But tears follow after at the end of the ride Cause he might never see her again Hate gets home lucky to still be alive Screams o'er the sidewalk and into the drive The clock in the kitchen says 2.55 And the clock in the kitchen is slow Love has been waiting, patient and kind Just wanting a phone call or some kind of sign That the one that she cares for, who's out of his mind Will make it back safe to her arms Hate stumbles forward and leans in the door Weary head hung down, eyes to the floor He says, love, I'm sorry And she says, what for? I'm yours And that's it, whatever I should not have been gone for so long I'm yours and that's it, forever you're mine and that's it forever. What a great song. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, at a certain point, you know, you get into it. And you can't you get play out. the whole thing. So, yeah, no, um, that's a great I, uh, song. I just, first of all, love the idea, the personification of love and hate, but the I think the brilliance is the conceit that they're in a relationship together. Oh, of course, and yeah. And that hate pretends to, like, not give a shit and is, like, this tough, macho, obviously more, you know, uh, conventionally male of, yeah. of the characters going out, getting drunk, like, can't, isn't in touch with his emotions, can't talk about it, and then comes home and is, like, you know, a sorry, sad sack who's for, all is forgiven and yeah, you know, yeah. That's so, a great song. Yeah. I don't know that one at all. Abbott Brothers. Um, I know, I know them. Um, do you, what? What do you know about them? Where are they from? I don't know that much about them. No, to be honest, I, I don't. I know. I got turned on to them. That's all. All of that is right up my alley. Um, and in fact, uh, the my my. Next couple of picks are, you know, some people would say they live in the same world, um, you know, kind of folk, which I mean, folk music is, balladeers are, you know, 
you can't throw a rock without hitting one. Right, for in sure. In the folk world, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, the, I mean, the, the genre is kind of just, it's built around ballad. It's right, kind of, you know. In some ways, I mean, there's just so many older kind of like uh, traditionals that come back in folk songs. Oh, yeah, and a lot sure. of those are ballads. And, yep. Yeah, a lot of the blues standards are similar for sure. Ballads, yeah. Yes. All right. So my next pick, um, definitely, solidly in the folk world, um, uh, a song that is very much a ballad um, and his is pretty famous. This one, I gotta. This is I'm walking the line here. There's a good chance you've heard this one. Um, this is Richard Thompson, um, Vincent Black Lightning. Uh uh-uh. oh nope. man. <laughs> um this is a great great track. Um it's been covered by loads of people. Um it, again, the folk world is famous for eating itself. Like they'll, you know, everybody right. covers everything, which I honestly love, you know. Um cuz they, they craft these songs so carefully. It's nice to hear other people interpret them, but um this is a song about a um a uh Couple of young people, a young woman and a young man who um, who meet and kind of fall in love. Richard Thompson has the explanation. He's like, it's basically your classic boy meets girl, uh, you know, boy falls in love with girl story with a motorcycle thrown in to complicate things. So, right. Um, but it's like, a, it's got all, it's awesome. It's like, you know, it's a couple meeting, falling in love they're super young, so that kind of love when you're young and you just don't give a fuck about anything. And um, but it's also about like it's, it, it's like Jack and Diane. It takes it's, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been a great one. Um, I love that song. Um, it is kind of man for sure, but it's like in the cafe racing world where yeah, they actually yeah. like race to Box Hill, you know, like the right. classic kind of thing. So here, let me let me play um in like I said there's tons of covers of it, but um I, I feel Richard Thompson if you're if anybody listening is doesn't know him and you're into guitar playing, he is um this guy's a motherfucker, man. He can play. He's all over the place. So here he here he is uh, Vincent Black Lightning. Vincent Black Lightning, 1952. And I've seen you at the corners and cafes, it seems. Red hair and black leather, my favorite color scheme. And he pulled the wrong kind. And down to Box Hill, let it James Eady for armed robbery. Shotgun blast to his chest with nothing inside. Come down red molly to his dying bedside. She came to the hospital. There wasn't much left. He was running out of road. He was running out of breath. But he smiled to see her cry. Said, I give you my son. Says James, in my opinion, there's nothing in this world. It's a fifty-two Vincent and a red-headed girl. Now triumphs and Nortons and Beezers won't do. That don't have a soul like a Vincent 52. And he reached for a hand 
and he slipped her the keys. Said, I've got no further use for these. I see angels on aerials in leather and chrome swooping down from heaven to carry me That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, the guitar playing reminds me a little bit of John Fahey. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, there's that, um, they, they have the same sort of like driving, like it's, it's, oh, they're always in front of the beat. They're like, right. they're always in front of it and driving and you feel like they're just like, Pulling they're going to, forward. Yeah, yeah. Like they're going to run over themselves or something. Mm. They're so fast that way. Um, but I mean, it's, it's virtuosic. I mean, the, yeah, both of those guys for are. Sure. That song, man. I just—it's you know, they're they're riding around. They're both beautiful. You got yeah. you imagine you know, and, and he robs somebody and gets killed and gives her his motorcycle. It's yeah. perfect. It's kind of the perfect balance. Yeah. So that's awesome. Should I go to keep um, keep pace? You did well. I don't two, know. Two. You you did two yeah. in a row. Yeah. Go for it. Does that do anything? Does that? No, no. Is that, we're setting the rules here. All right, fuck it. My next pick, um, again, could be, um, I, you know, there's definitely a potential you've heard this before. It's written by, and I'll say it, the greatest songwriter to ever come out of Texas. I, I didn't realize that Foreigner did battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you're wrong. <laughs> there you are wrong, my friend, because they do do ballads. The greatest songwriter to come out of Texas. And I say that knowing of the who's come out of Texas. So this is Towns Van Zandt. Oh, um, yes. So I have to say, there were a couple of guys that I went to grad school with who were obsessed with Towns Van Zandt. It's like all they ever talked about music-wise. And I I have known next to none. Yeah, okay. Ne- so Well, I may, I may be keeping pace here then um, in staying ahead of you, hopefully. Um, but... And hopefully turn you on to him too because he's fucking amazing. Um, I, I I will say that I'm the track I'm going to play the 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 recording I'm going to play is not him. It's not Towns. The, I didn't. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not playing him, but because I love him, I love Towns. But there's this new recording. Um, this guy Jason Isbell, um, who I, I'm kind of crazy about this guy, man. He's got mm. great. Um, plays tons of standards um, and. Uh, I love him. Anyhow, this is a story of um, Tecumseh Valley is the name of the song. Um, it's a story of a, a young woman who gets sent into town. Her um, her and her dad live um, in a coal mining town um, in West Virginia, and she gets sent over um, out of the holler to, into town to earn some money because they're about out of coal and the winter's coming. And she, it's a, it's a ballad about, um, her trying to find her way in this town and, um, and I'll just say it doesn't, it doesn't go well. So here's, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shockingly, it's, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't expect a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but towns, um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody hasn't and, you know, you've obviously heard of them, but I'd recommend checking them out. I mean, I. I just love them. So here's um, Tecumseh Valley. She covers mountains across the hills. She said her heart's in her. Cause the cold's low. It's too slow. She said she'd come to look for her. She was not seeking favor for a dime a day and a place. Turn 
It's yeah, it's um, it's a rough song. I I so I had um this me and a few friends had so we've talked. You know, you know, I had a club in San Francisco with my buddy yep. Sean and yeah, yeah. buddy John O'Neill and um, and I've also talked about my shithead friend Nick Tangborn. Yep. So um, Tangborn had a uh, weekly. It was great. He had a record label. Um, uh, in San Francisco called um, Jack Pine, some fucking, it was always just Jerk Pine is just, of course, what it gets turned <laughs> to. It was the Jack because um, there's nothing that's happening without breaking balls. So, but he did a, um, every Sunday night we had like the singer-songwriter um, sort of pass a guitar kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, um, and our buddy Dave Gleason played at that every Sunday, almost every Sunday. And he played this song, Tecumseh Valley, he played... Um, on a number of occasions there. He played that kind of quite a bit. And it was, it just fucking shut everybody down. It was like, oh, my God, you know. Like, it's tough to, to pull off a song like that in a room where everybody's drinking and playing grab ass and right. fucking around, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it takes balls to break a song like that out and deliver it. And Dave was one of those guys that could do it. And obviously Towns, I mean, he made his he made his living doing that. So. Right. That's it awesome. It comes to Valley, yeah. All right, well, I'm I'm definitely headed into, so that's three. That's your third, right? That's my third, yeah, yeah so, so are, where are we? We're tied. Three, two. No, I've only done two. I got two left. Oh, fuck, all right. Three, two. Shit. But I am definitely headed into treacherous territory okay, good. here now. So yeah, good. I, I would be surprised if you didn't at least know one of these next two, if not both. Cool. Uh, so my next pick is a song from The Man in Black. Ah, so the, this, the, is, this the, is where we get into Trish the Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy um, Lee Jones. Uh, the yeah, you know Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, exactly. Sure. The uh, the best, you know, the original fashion icon Johnny Cash. Oh yes. So uh, this is a boy named Sue. Do you know oh, this track? yes, I oh, do. I figured you would. Very, very intimately. <laughs> It's fucking so good. I mean, what a great pick. Yeah. What a great and pick. And, I, and an he awesome wrote ballad. this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Now, I first heard the song by, um, after the the punk band The Descendants broke up, uh, uh, two or three of them formed a band called All. And yeah. All had uh, a cover of A Boy Named Sue on one of their records. And that's how I first heard it, honestly. Did they really? Yeah. Which cool. is why it's so great to have people cover stuff, because then you, you have... More people have a better chance of discovering the song and discovering the original. Yeah. Once you trace it back to your roots. So. I can't say if I, that I know of another song where, like, a son goes and beats the shit out of his father. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, this might be. And it's, 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 you don't very often get comedic ballads. No. You know? No. So, no. I mean, certainly Charlie Daniels was not singing any comedic ballads. <laughs> so. Uh, here's a boy named Sue, and this is a live version, actually, but it's kind of great to hear the audience's reactions in this as well. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me, just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. 
I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue <laughs> Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fist got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man and give me that awful name well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July, and I just hit town, and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew. At an old saloon on a street of mud, there at a table, dealing stud, such a dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother had, and I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was big and bent and gray and old And I looked at him and my blood ran cold And I said, my name is Sue How do you do? How are you gonna die? Yeah, that's what I told him Anyway, there he is, we'll, the man If you want to find out what happens You'll have to go to Spotify and listen to the rest of the track yourself <laughs> That, I don't know, that's not um, live from Folsom Prison I don't That's, think so. No, it's not. Though he does play that song on uh, on that record. That's yeah. I don't, that I've sounds like a one. much more genteel audience. Yeah, than, for sure. Than, than the one on Folsom Prison. Yeah. So I almost picked a I almost picked a Johnny Cash song. Well, he didn't write it, but um, but um, Take Your Guns to Town. Okay. Um, he, he I think he probably had the biggest hit with it, but um, you know he's got I mean he's got a yeah. shit ton of ballads, right? Um. Uh. I also I was gonna I looked at a couple tracks off of um, Murder Ballads by Nick Cave. Oh, yeah, funny you which, should say. Which might, might might have one of the most uh, genius. Uh, the poster announcing it in the record store had I think a noose on it, and it said thirteen songs that all end the same. That's yes, like the it did. Yes, that yeah. is exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't believe you said it because I picked a, a Nick Cave song. Oh. <laughs> It's funny. How fun. All right, well, you're ahead by one, so hopefully, if I know this one, I might we, at least might, have a chance to tie it. You may, yeah. Um, yeah, and that, I mean, so Nick Cave is, for me, I'm just, I mean, I'm an enormous fan. Um, him and PJ Harvey, both right. I am crazy about. And they dated for about 20 minutes in the mid-90s. Yep. Um and had a couple had some work together, did a few recordings. Um, and this one, this pick is both of them um, singing a standard called Henry Lee, which is a story um, about a. Do you know this? Oh yeah, I know it. Oh, <laughs> you tied it up. Okay, I I thought you may. Um, yeah. So this is a story of a uh, young boy um, who meets his um, young. In the you get you get the impression they're very young. Um, his young lady friend down by a fence, and she um, she tells she you know confesses her love, and he says, "Well, I'm sorry, I I love somebody else." And she takes out her pocket knife, and as the as the song goes, runs him through and through, or, or I think that's what they say, or yeah. or plugs him through and through, or something. Um, okay, so you know this, um, yep. you know this, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the video? No, I don't know that I ever saw the video, but okay. I, I do know the song. I kind of went through a bit of a Nick Cave revival uh, because of Peaky Blinders. He does a bunch of the music for that. So he I, does, I, I yeah. I like, went back and grabbed a bunch of songs and started listening. Including the the um, the title track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Nice work. All right. Well, here um, here's uh, Nick Cave and PJ Harvey doing Henry Lee. I have in that merry green land. I love. 
defense just for a kiss or two. And with a little pen knife held in her hand, well, she plugged in through and through. That's a great song. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm glad you know that one, man. That's that's good. I, it makes me feel good that you that that's you got that too, man. That's those two. There's nobody. I mean, from from my money. I mean, of course there are other people, but for me, it's he has a very specific slot in my brain, and so does she. Like that, they they occupy a part of my brain that. I, and when the two of them, and I knew both of them before this. So when the two of them got together, I was like, holy shit, of course those fucking two are together, right? Right. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's super good. Well, um, I'm glad that I put the Ballad of Love and Hate by the Abbott Brothers and a boy named Sue in here to lighten it up a little bit because... <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> we've picked a whole bunch of, like, super bleak songs about <laughs> murder and death. And um, my last one uh, is um, equally as dark. I I so three 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 so, man. I got one left. This is my chance to win it. But I I gotta say I I think there's very little chance that you don't know this song. All right, it's uh, John Wayne Gacy Jr. by Sufjan Stevens. Yes, yep, yeah. I do I, know this I song. I figured you would. Yep, but it's oh god, it's so brilliant. It's so, great. Yeah, this is uh, a great song. I'll play a little bit of it and then we can talk about it. His father was a drinker, and his mother cried in bed. Folding John Wayne's t-shirt, when the swing set in his head. The neighbors, they adored him for his humor and his conversation Look underneath the house there Find the few living things Riding fast in their sleep all the dead Twenty-seven people Even more, they were boys With their cars, summer jobs Oh my God Dressed up like a clown for them With his face painted white and red And on his best behavior In a dark room on the bed So what I think is so brilliant about that, obviously you don't get much darker than talking about a serial killer who killed 27 people and dressed up as a clown. Not just people, <laughs> but young young boys and young men. Yeah. And the song is so gorgeous and so delicately yeah. handled. Yeah, you know, um, we listen I mean, to this. You'd expect like a death metal band to write a, write a ballad about John Wayne Gacy. And- exactly. Yeah, um, this got um, a fair amount of play at the house um, it's because it's easy to have on during the day. It's not scaring the shit out of Jack or 
You know what I mean? And Beth is very much, uh, she's a fan of his for sure. She's very much bent in this sort of direction. And, um, and, uh, I heard it three times before because it's just on whatever it's on. It's on RDO. You're just listening to it. It's just happening during the day. And, and, it was a few times that we'd heard it, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck did he just say?" And I was like, "Because it's just, it, I, I love the guy, but he, a lot of his shit sounds the same." You know what I mean? And it's not super like narrative forward, like a boy named Sue. You're not. There's no fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the, yeah. the hell he's you, saying? You get the story the first time around. You do yeah. this. It was like you're like, wait a minute. He talks about a. You know, there's a story here. He gets hit in the head with a swing set, or something. And then I was like, oh wait, dressed up like a clown. And I was like, "Hold on!" And then I listened. And then I looked. And I'm like, "Oh, right, this is <laughs> it's Casey." Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "And that actually made me." I was like, "Okay, actually, they lended some cred to him for sure." Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Willing to address something, some a darker part of Illinois history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, tie three three. First time we've ever tied on a stump episode. Yeah. Um, well, Jesus. So I have one more to go. I don't think so. Didn't you do four? I did do four. Yeah. So I I just did two and then you did two in a row. You did one, that's two right. in a row, then I did one and you did but one. No, it's not a tie though. I win. I win. I win. How did you win? Because I know a boy named Sue and I know John Wayne Gacy. Oh, yeah, you're right. And you knew, um, I think you only, I only knew, knew the Nick Cave. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Champion. Yeah. Yes. Not that I, – I mean the, the stump episode, it's fun to – I don't – I'll be honest. I don't go out of my way to like – Yeah. I I knew I that you were going to know that one, but I yeah. thought it's like – I think it's one of the greatest ballads of all time and it's so unique. It's killer. I was not, yeah. not going to pick it because I wanted to talk about it. There you even go. Even though I knew you were going to know it. Right. See? So. Yeah, exactly. I'll still concede the win. <laughs> well, That's because I'm a generous human being. Yeah, once you are. Yes, you are. All right. So that, that concludes fun. yet another episode of Good Looking Out. Um, as always, thanks so much to Kaya Fisher for audio engineering assistance. Uh, you, you can Kaya. find us online at glopodcast.com. You can obviously listen to us in iTunes, and you can also find us on Stitcher. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at glopodcast. Uh, remember, life is too short to waste time and money. Hey, everybody.